And we're back. Josh Schaefer here on the Dio Sportscast with my fellow football beat writers, Andrew Graham and Eric Black. How's it going tonight, fellas? Pretty good. It's been, it's been a minute. It's been a couple weeks since we've uh, we've been on the old Dio Sportscast. Yeah, it's been so long. So like a day. I think people will notice <laughs> people will notice the sound quality drop this week. Uh, I think the last time we did the pod, I recorded in the new house broadcast booth. That probably sounded nice. And flaunted how great it sounded. And Aro, our digital editor, actually said, "You know, this is a great podcast." And I said, wow, you should leave a comment, subscribe, and like five stars. Granted, if Aro is our only podcast reviewer, we're in tough shape. So give a review for the podcast. Tell us what we should do better. Tell us why Andrew's takes are bad. We're looking for your feedback, Paul Schwedelson. Um Let's open up just generally Syracuse football. Just lost 16-10 to 10 to North Carolina State on a Thursday night. Uh, I think that was generally a abysmal game. And... Uh, I don't really know what Eric's asking me right now. It's I did just kill a fly with my hands. Okay, it looked like lint. Bad, uh, bad podcasting here, but I just killed a fly with my hands. Like it probably would have been great entertainment. Didn't Obama do that in the live interview once? Like <laughs> I have no one. idea. <laughs> I think he did that This one. podcast is everywhere per we usual. Are we are off the rails. I'm going to Eric because I know <laughs> that he'll at least answer my question potentially better than Andrew who won't rant. Um, biggest difference... Sorry, biggest thing you need to see from Syracuse this Friday against Pitt, that means that the Orange is headed in the right direction. So we're briefly just talking about before we start the podcast, and I know what direction Andrew's going in. So I'm going to go with the offensive line. Um, I kind of wrote about today in, in Stockwatch. The offensive line, I think, is the root. Um, it's not a hot take. It's the root of the problems um, with the offense. Tommy DeVito is obviously banged up. We don't know what to what extent. Um, and despite that, he was still sacked eight times versus NC State. He's, he looked clearly agitated, didn't want to get hit. Um, so that's affecting his running ability. It's affecting the passing game. And then both of those are, things are affecting the running backs in the running game. Um, it's affecting the whole, the whole offense. And I think that everything comes, everything stems from the offensive line. Um, I think as long as that improves, and really, it's not a high bar. Like they gave up eight sacks for NC State, which admittedly is a good pass rush team, but so is so is Pitt. Um, but like, just don't give up eight sacks. Don't let, don't make your quarterback run for his life. Um, and especially since he's a little bit beat up right now, just protect him. And if you don't, not, you don't even necessarily need to win to show improvement. Just show that you can protect your quarterback and you can have a consistent day offensively. Are you, are you looking up the sack stats, Schaefer? Uh, yeah. Because I was looking at them earlier. Syracuse is fourth worst in the country. Mm-hmm. The only two there are. Akron and Old Dominion have given up 27 each. Miami's given up 28 because they're off. I, I don't know how you can exist in South Florida and not have talented offensive linemen, but Miami's found a way. Um, but Syracuse is tied for fourth worst in the country with 26 sacks through six games, so they're giving up Yikes. four plus a game, which is, I mean, seriously, like if they were only on pace for 25 <laughs> sacks this season, like that's bad, but that's like you can play through that. But they're seriously, they're on pace to give up like 50 sacks right now. And want to know what's worse? That's just <laughs> you look at where Pitt's ranked. Oh, they're sacks. yeah, yeah. I looked, yeah. That, I looked at that tied for second in the country. Pittsburgh <laughs> not, not great. with four and a half sacks per game, twenty-seven total. Oi! So if the Syracuse offensive line was looking for a break, won't come. Not this, this weekend. No. Perhaps the next idle week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that just told me who I'm picking this week. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, Pittsburgh is favored, and it's just I can't. It's one of the few times where I can just say that they're favored for a very clear reason is because they're just, like, obviously the better football team. To get back to the original question, I'm going to say, like, winning is the most important thing from Syracuse. Like, you got to defend home court at this point. Like, I was home field, whatever. 
But when you're... Definitely a field on Friday. Field on Friday. Mm-hmm. Will be a court soon enough here, though. Uh, basketball season just around the corner. Um, but when you're in the mode that Syracuse in is, it's just like, get six wins, get to a bowl game. Like, like any sort of illusions of grandeur of like, oh, maybe they could like be second and play in the Orange Bowl went out the window. Probably when they lost to Maryland, and definitely now. I think like it was when they lost to NC State. Yeah. Yeah, like they had a chance with the Maryland one because it was out of conference. It like hurt, but you can go 9-2 and two with an out of conference. Right. Loss. But the, the NC State one just sort of skewers that. Like their best hope at this point is probably like the Pinstripe Bowl or like the Belk Bowl or something. But it, it's make a bowl. Win six games, be respectable. And to do that, you got to win at home. I don't care how you do it. If it's the defense dragging the offense to victory, so be it. But it's a home so game. So is that your benchmark? You have to... When you're in a position where you're scraping for wins, win. I don't. I don't really. No, care how no. Happens, I guess my like, question. So, or like more how they do it. No, moving more macro the entire season. Right. Is your Syracuse had a good year at this point, winning six games? I think Syracuse, before the bowl game. I don't think that's a good year. I think that's making the best out of a bad situation. I think Baber sort of talked to it today at his presser of sort of. He called it fun. I might disagree with him on that characterization, but like, this is very much a point where it's like he gets to, I guess, like test. Like the coaches get to sort of see what they're made of, see what their players are made of. Like I guess, like you build programs to try and survive these moments, don't they? Of like you, you build this program to believe that you come out of the season on the right end of this and not the wrong end of this. So I guess like the expectation is, can Syracuse do that? I don't know if that's seven wins, if that's six wins, if that's just making a bowl game, if it's winning a bowl game. But I think they still have a very clear and honestly, like, very rational, logical, like, probable chance to make something respectable out of this still. And I think they have to, like, at least make a bowl game. At the at the bare minimum. Just win six games. So six games and you would say Syracuse had an okay year? I think Syracuse, I, I wouldn't say an okay year, but they, they, tur- they turned on a dime in what could have been another, like, four and eight season. I think basically. seven. That's fair. Just, like, like win at Louisville Accounting like for... Expectations before the year too. Fair, like you, that needs to be accounted for. The defense is really good this the de- year. The defense is as good the as defense has played. The defense has well played injured. very well. Well injured too. They and if you told me at the beginning of the year that the defense would hold North Carolina State to 16 points on the road without Andre Cisco and without Andre Cisco and without Iffy, that's a win. That's a win. <laughs> that's a win. If you told me that Syracuse was gonna. Hang with Clemson because the defense was going to let up. 17-6 in the third quarter. 17-6 yeah. in the third quarter. Maybe it's not a win, but it's a good game. Like, oh, Syracuse might oh, do it's that 11-1 thing this year. Right. And so, right. obviously, they faltered against Maryland. But I think that, in general, with the way the defense has played, they're going to be in it. You yeah. need more wins. It's a Dino Baber Syracuse team that's supposed to have a very quick, good offense that scores. That's nope. the one thing they've done in the first three years the, to score points. The one thing I'm confident about in Syracuse's final six games is that they're going to be incredibly frustrating for fans. Because they'll be in every game they play. Their defense is too good for them to just like not be close and like hang around. But like it will just be like they're down 14-10 and they have been down 14-10 for three quarters and like just keep punting and you're just going to want to like drink. So don't don't resist the urge, I guess. <laughs> I, that, I, that's why I have a more negative viewpoint on, on the, their finish this season than you guys do. I think no matter what, whether you can take into consideration the expectations before the season or take into the context of what's happened so far through six games this season, if they finish with six or seven wins for me, that's a disappointment. Um, with the defense as good as it is, 
Um, and with Tommy DeVito finally groomed and supposedly ready to be their starting quarterback, I think this team is much more talented um, than it's shown so far. Obviously, we've, we've talked about the injuries. Um, but I think as talented as these players are, the sum that they're adding up to is less than it should be, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, and I think that – I think they will make a bowl game. I think they'll finish with six or seven wins um, and maybe potentially seven or eight if they win that bowl game. But I, for me, it's a disappointing season with all things considering. We'll move a little bit more direct here now, I guess. We'll talk Pittsburgh, maybe even a little bit of Florida State. Just what do you guys think out of the next two weeks? Does Syracuse need one of these yeah. to make a bowl? Do they need one to get six wins, though? Because back, back. after you would have BC at home, Louisville Road, or sorry, Duke Road, Louisville Road, and then Wake Forest at home. Do they need one of the next two games? I just think considering they haven't won on the road outside of Liberty this year, and like Louisville and Florida State are objectively not very good, but like don't tell me Florida State beat NC State by right. what is it two scores in well NC State changed their quarterback mid in Tallahassee, um, but. <clears throat> I can't be convinced that either of those teams are that much better or that much worse than Syracuse. They're effectively a wash. But then you put it on the road and it's You it's put Syracuse in Doak Campbell. Yeah, exactly. That's like like that's not That's a tough environment. Right. Like like preseason, like, okay, Florida State's like still the dumpster fire, sure they Syracuse can win that. But now, like Florida State's gonna have the more talented roster. And if game. I'm an FSU fan that's super angry about my season tickets and how they went to waste, you know I'm at that Syracuse game. <laughs> you're like, you're like, like, Oh, I'm gonna see the Seminoles win today. You're like Willie just like have a hurrah. <laughs> I, I just think it's it's you have to take one of the two because going back to my point of like Syracuse's quickest path to making a bowl game is just win its three games at home and then hope you take one on the road because they're a much better team at home. I just saw I per this is per our assistant sports editor Anthony DeBundo who is pretty in on the uh, gambling coverage <laughs> so hopefully he has the line right. You well, told me it was three and a half gambling for coverage or yeah. just like personal perhaps, research perhaps, <laughs> perhaps personal research um, it was it was minus three and a half for Pitt Pitt's yeah, favored yeah, Syracuse saw, dogs at home I saw two and a half three yeah am I'm, I crazy for, am, I, am I crazy for saying I'd, I'd like with the line you guys would both go Pitt I oh I, I might even take Pitt up to like a touchdown yeah Pitt, Pitt just plays it. Pitt football is like the Syrac, like what Syracuse basketball becomes in the NCAA tournament they just take football and make it muck, and they arise out of it because, like, they're used to it. But at the same time, I feel like that's a reason why you could sell yourself on Syracuse uh, covering plus three. Yeah, because yeah. we were talking about before. This is a, a, a pit team that beat Delaware by three two weeks ago but then, at at home, and then almost beat Penn State at some point. Yeah, and beat year. Duke right. on the road last week, also by three. So isn't that controversial though? I vaguely remember that. I feel like Narduzzi said today, he's like, I'm not going to talk about it, which means it was controversial, yeah. right? <laughs> but either way, my point is, like, this is a, yeah, we know the Syracuse team is inconsistent and weird, but this seems, I don't know too much about Pitt, but it seems like this Pitt team is also kind of inconsistent Fair. if you're beating. The I'm, defensive line scares me. Yeah. That's why I'm going to pick Pitt. I I'm picking yeah, Pitt. I, that was why I no, picked no NC State no last week. What. The only beat writer to predict the game right last Thursday. <laughs> um, and that is why I will pick <laughs> Pittsburgh again. If the defensive line is going to run wild in the backfield, right, you're going to have a hard time winning the game. Agreed. It's it's called the point of attack for a reason, and if you lose there, you can't really do anything else. Eric, do you think they need one of the next two games? I like I, I to get, make a bowl. Yeah, yeah. I get what 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 Andrew was saying earlier. Like, yeah, that makes sense. And if you go three and five, needing to win three out of your last four games, that's a bad situation to be in. But 
then again, like we've seen the Syracuse team be consistent. I could very well see them drop the next two games and then like flip a switch and like magically like yeah, either win the last four, or win three of the last four. Um, so I'm gonna say no. You don't need to win one of these last two games, but obviously it would be the odds of them making a bowl game with a win in the next two games like increases exponentially. We also can't don't. forget Wake Forest is good this year. The one thing I'm worried about if Syracuse is to lose against Pitt, which I, I think is a fair loss. Like, I don't think that's a oh, yeah. bad... That doesn't, especially like, for, no. like, what Syracuse is this year. Like, Pitt is a good team. Yeah, Pitt's well-coached. Yeah, like, knows there's, what it's doing. not a bad right, loss right. on Friday if you lose that game. Definitely not. It can be if you... Depends um, how are inept. Yeah. But if you lose both those games, then you at least have the... No, the bye week's not before BC. And so then you come into that BC home game, you need a win. That is not a position you need to be in. AJ Dillon is hurt again or something. Yeah. You need a win, and yeah, BC's quarterback just got hurt, but AJ Dillon <laughs> that matters. has done, has yeah. done some <laughs> things. Turn it in in off. The carry, no. <laughs> yeah, but it makes you want to have to stop running the air raid over there in Chestnut Hill and um, maybe start handing it off. <laughs> I just think, like, I wonder what it does to the team if he leaves two in That's a row fair. now. What, what, what would be three in a row? It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dino made, he said, like, this. this Backstretch or whatever. He didn't say it specifically, but he meant the final six games. Or like sort of. He said it's gonna like it's gonna define the senior class. And I think that's a fair point. Of like last year's seniors were very much the storyline of like, wow, we had three bad years. Let's have a good year, and they did. And this senior class is obviously a different story in that like they had a good good year last year. But I do think it's that sort of interesting dichotomy of like college teams give up. Coaches will never admit it, but like you've seen it before. Well, that's all you like, play for in college right, football. To like, some extent, you play to go to a bowl game, right? which gets your school like recognition. Exactly. Stuff, but it's like, it becomes a pride thing at some point. Right. The national champion, the four teams make the college football when, playoff. Yeah, no, when, when it's clear that you Only, are one of those four yeah, teams. And if you get eliminated from conference right. play this quickly, like Syracuse just did. Right. Um, yeah. Right. But it's basically like, after last year, does it mean, like, does it mean enough to them? I don't know. I think that's like that also falls a lot on coaches to like keep guys engaged when they like might otherwise not be interested. But like, I don't know. It, it's I feel like two losses. If they're not interested, then what is college football? That's fair. Yeah, like that's what <laughs> no, they should. There's no excuse. What are there? A hundred thirty something. Hundred twenty-seven. I think you have like a hundred and thirty-five. Is like the roster limit are, for oh, how many teams I, are actually competing for a national championship right now? Ten. Yeah. If yeah, that, yeah. If that, maybe like seven. And so, like at some point, <laughs> they're playing for nah. different. It's not <laughs> like four. It's not the pros. They're playing for different no, things fair. here. That's fair. Um, well, and they're all really playing to like stop like college football eventually. <laughs> yeah, to make it to the big leagues. Absolutely football, right. Well, well, we'll get out of here with some uh, thirty-second sound outs. I'm gonna throw it to Eric Black first. See if he's uh, ready over there in a three-two-one. I think the only direction I have to go with this is cookout. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Big wow. shout out to Josh. Uh, we made the road trip to NC State along with the photographer Gavin, who's definitely not listening, but shout out Gavin. Uh, well, so probably asleep. Cookout, um, Burger Place. We went, that's just, uh, that's undersung, but we went there at like 2 or 3 a.m. in like Durham, North Carolina. Um, it was one of the best burgers I've ever had. It was a lot, very cheesy. Um, gave us a shake, when we, and it was one of those shakes that you don't drink, you have to eat the shake because you just, we, we, me and Josh both tried to use a straw and we were just incapable of doing so. I. As the host of this podcast now, you can tell I've learned nothing in, like, the year and a half I've been doing this. The fact I didn't open the pod with Cookout mm. is we might have to retape. 
The shake was so <laughs> thick. So thick. It was so thick. That mint Oreo shake, you just needed a spoon. I tried. Like thick with two C's. Oh, I tried to straws use Straws were not it's like an the, option. It's like that, uh, the we both tried to use a straw and didn't get I, any ice cream. I was, was like working on the, it. Yeah. The straw it didn't like, move. Sort of, like, compresses. It legitimately did not move. the air out of the straw. I, th- I actually like, wanted to f- see, like... How many like how many lights does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop? I wanted to see like how many like sucks for lack of a better word to get to like how many sucks did I need to do through this draw to get some shake out of it? And the number is just infinite. After that, all right, we're gonna go to Andrew <laughs> for a thirty second sound off. Three, two, one. I'm gonna give a little sound off about my. Uh, I've grown up my whole life sort of rooting for the Detroit Lions. It's hard to root for that team when you've been alive from the end of Barry Sanders to watching them squander Calvin Johnson. But I think they might be not terrible this year. And they're playing in about, what time is it right now? They're playing in like half an hour against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau against an aging Aaron Rodgers, an aging Matt Stafford. Um, I an guess aging I'm, Matt Schneidman. <laughs> yeah, an aging Matt Schneidman in <laughs> the press box. I'm very, I guess I'm just like excited to see. Maybe, maybe the Lions like might make the playoffs this year. Prediction right now while we're still here. Uh, whoo, okay, so Devontae Adams is out, and like the Lions play defense this year, not offense. So give me like the Packers 27, Lions 23. Okay. Aaron Rodgers does. I can see that. Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers things in the fourth quarter. Well, Matt quarter. Patricia kind of comes up with something good. Like the Lions will look confident in this game, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers will eventually do what he does best, and that's beat the Detroit Lions. Well, again, uh, shout out to everyone that's going to comment and subscribe to the podcast. You can make fun of Andrew's takes when the Lions end up winning. I won't be that upset. 